Welcome to another episode of Frontline Medic Podcast, where we unravel the secrets of great customer experience. My name is Susanne Exerson, and I am your host for this podcast. And in this episode, we have the great pleasure to be talking to Lucy Cooper Dixon, who bought her first hotel when she was in her early 20s. It was a five-star boutique hotel in Queenstown, New Zealand. And since then, she's been working in the hospitality industry. And after the earthquake in Christchurch, Lucy and her husband started another boutique hotel called Hotel Montreal that she's now the general manager for. Lucy is known for not only delivering a hospitality product, but also developing a unique brand experience that will give recognition both locally and globally. So tag along and listen to a really exciting episode with Lucy where she shares some of the magical moments that have been happening throughout her career. Welcome, Lucy. So pleased to have you here. Thank you for having me. I want to talk a little bit about the hotel that you bought with your sister when you were in your early 20s and you did just decided yeah, I'm going to start a luxury hotel. So tell us a bit about that. <laughs> what was the inspiration to but Amelia, she's a tech background and she got an amazing tech brain, whereas I'm more hands-on operational experience. I was over in Europe working on boats and she rang me and her boss was, he was the landlord of the hotel. And he said, oh, I've got this hotel, the tenant's leaving. I'm going to send you the figures and I want you to tell me what they're doing wrong. So I went back and said, These are, this is where I believe it's going wrong. All these spaces were dead space. When you go into a hotel, you need to fill every space with something cool. And that's how you make it vibrant. That's how you make money. So I went back and said, these are the areas that I would change. I think it's a great space. It's achievable. And he said, great. Why don't you and your sister buy it? (laughs) 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 He set us up and we were like, because he got us all excited about it. And then give it a go. What have you got to lose? And I guess we looked at it and thought, this is mad. But in the other kind of side, in your 20s, you've got the energy and we thought, you know what, why not? Let's give it a go. And we just kept looking at it, crunching the numbers, looking at what we can do, looking at the local market. Yeah. And then how long um, did it take until you sold it? Four years. We maxed out every space. So we got the conference up and running. We got the bedrooms going. We improved occupancy. We set up the bar and restaurant was a high-end champagne bar. So the locals didn't really go in there. It was really for the international clients that were coming in and paying. We thought we can't sit here and wait for our, we've only got 10 bedrooms. So this is, it's not going to fill our bar and restaurant. So we changed it and we changed it to number five church lane. We did amazing cocktails before that kind of cocktail scene took off. What we wanted was everyone felt comfortable and wanted to be in the space. Good music, good food, good booze, but it was affordable to everyone. It was busy. It was really busy. And we had great parties. We had full restaurant, full bar. And that was maximizing the space. And during mm. the winter, that it would prop up our, because we had shoulder seasons in Queenstown then. And that bar and restaurant would keep us going through the winter. Old people want to be in a space where young people are. Young people want to be in a space where old people are. It's about making everyone feel good when they walk in the space. So we filled every space. We got the accommodation going. All of our agents loved our product. We did direct marketing. We built channels that weren't there originally. Essentially, it was filling the space with something that locals could enjoy too. And do you think that was the key to to your success? Absolutely. 
Yeah, because once we had the locals coming in, they supported us. They would send people to stay with us. They were activity providers. They were local suppliers. They Everyone came in and supported us, and we would in turn try and support them too. So in a community that's small, that's what you have to do. But to fill your space, because we, we were based mainly on international clients, uh, the percentage of domestic travel for the spire was low when we first took over and we really worked on it but that for us that was successful that strategic planning that we did for that Mm, amazing and in terms of the the staff that you guys had what do you think was the key in their performance to you guys success we didn't employ based on years of experience so we employed based on genuine personality and uniqueness we much preferred to employ because they were genuinely good people they can hold the conversation they're intelligent they but they may not have worked in a hotel or they may not have had all the you know procedures of worked in huge chains and things like that but what we wanted was someone who could sit down with a guest hold a great conversation be use initiative that to us is key. We would rather train rest. We'd rather train them to use systems and things like that. Having staff that could, you know, have hold a conversation with the guests and keep them um, interested and talk about the local knowledge and ask them about them. And how do you motivate your employees to give that great experience? It's all about communication. And so we would communicate every morning between every shift because the detail for that level of client is so high that you had to keep communicating. Then once we had a big group leave, we'd sit down and we'd celebrate and just genuinely thank them and talk about it in deep brief. And that personal thank you to me was better because you would get feedback from the, as an operator, you need to know what they're thinking too. You sit down with them and say, how did you find it? What could we have done better? Or what feedback did you get from the guest? And how do you build that culture so they have the trust to tell you that you know, this is what it's working and this didn't work? It was always open door policy. If they don't feel confidence in you, you can usually tell. We always made sure that we were extremely approachable and we wanted feedback at all times. And we needed to know what these guests wanted. And often the guests would say feedback to the staff might be the night porter or it might be they it might not be us it's the biggest thing for us the biggest tool yeah and do you have some great memories or story to tell when your the people in the front line did go that extra mile for their customer we'd have someone on the front desk and the guest would come down and say we don't have any plans today and I said, it's not often someone that just said, if you'd like, you go and take a day pay, but I'm going to take you for a drive and I'm going to show you how what we love about Queenstown. And they bring me up and say, like, Lucy, would you mind coming down? I'm going to take people for a drive and just take them out for a few hours just to show them our Queenstown and what's unique about it and introduce them to some locals. And I thought, you've got to give it a go. I trusted her. She trusted me. So I was like, right, I'll come down and I'll man the desk and you go for that drive. So she went, took them to the local coffee shop, introduced them because there's some incredible people who live in Queenstown. They're all doing really exciting things. They had coffee with a guy who's got a company in Queenstown and, and he's a concierge business. He said, talking away about different things that they've been doing. And then they ended up, the guests ended up having lunch with Sam Neill at his winery. And that doesn't happen every day. 
but just because she took the initiative and said, you know what, I'm going to take you for a drive. And that, that to them, they, the guests were just blown away. It was just so unique and unplanned, but true and original. That was pretty special. Yeah, that's really over the top, the five-star experience yeah. for sure. <laughs> we kind of had that flexibility to do it. And that's, the agents loved it because it was so sporadic and unique. That they're like, what are you going to do next? How do you better that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you think your staff even came up with that idea? They know that we trust them. We've spent a lot of time training about customer experience. And it's always comes back to what would you want? Because usually it's what they would want. Make it genuine. And we always, as I said before, we employ genuine people with intuition. I said, just make it as genuine as possible and it becomes a unique experience. And I think just having that confidence. And they did it once, they'd feel okay about it. And, and I would always vet each one. Some of them might be not quite right and they would run things past me before they talked to the guests. Or, but we were always talking and just making sure that we could bounce ideas off each other. Do you have any frameworks on how you build that confidence in your staff? I think it takes time and experience. Everything you learn from experience is you learn from doing. Mm-hmm. So for us, when we would employ, we would put a lot into our staff. So we would expect them to stay for a long time. One, because they would enjoy it. But two, because we'd built such a big family kind of bond and relationship because we would entrust them with everything. But also it gave them the respect that they were due and it made them feel confident in what they were doing and it made them feel important and made them enjoy their job. And if you think about, you know, the difference between delivering an experience that is average and then one that is really awesome what's the gap between the two of them I guess you're always trying to create experience they've got to be genuine but for us it was about who you knew so who do we know in Queenstown that could help us create extraordinary experiences for the guests so we did as much as we could in our hotel so we had our own personalized scent so that people remembered us when we would go and grab their car for them and bring it around the front, we would do a small spray in the car. Again, it made them remember us. We had all these little things that we did. That's just one example. But we, for us to create experiences, we relied on the people around us because that's what their school was. So it's about who you knew in Queenstown and we knew some incredible people. And so we would call upon them and say, hey, we've got this client, but not just like any other trip that you've done. What can we do to make it different? And everyone would get on board from fly fishing to going up with over-the-top helicopters and having the Shackleton whiskey. And it was just, there's so many unique experiences that we could put a little twist on or do something. And all your operators are there. They, they want to do as unique experiences you do. And they're excited. So it's all about just coming together and using each other and to create those and building those relationships with the people around you in your local community, I think. And you really, your hotel really went out of, you know, the comfort zone of of doing that too. What's the key to motivate your employees to give that great experience? For us, it needed to to come genuine or just little things. But for us, the frontline staff, it's so important who you employ uh, because it makes or breaks your business. And if they have the same values as you do, then you're all on the same track. So it's about, that's the hardest part because if you get it wrong, you've ruined someone's experience. 
So <laughs> we really did employ it based on that. I found that a lot of the CVs we would get from those big chain hotels, a lot of people, they need structure and they need routine and they need to be able to tick a box down the list. That didn't work for us because we were so outside the box Yeah. <laughs> it would upset them and they'd get frazzled. So we had to make sure that we would have someone that has liked change. That's a big one for us, that they like change and that they were flexible. Mm, yeah. And when you decide to set up a hotel, it's so different from your normal hotel experience. How do you ensure that is something that follows through and like people really get across the experience that you're trying to create? We communicated a lot with our agents because we had a lot of agent business and they are entrusting us to look after their guests. The guests are paying a lot of money mm-hmm. and they want the experience to be consistent. And so for us, it was, we had the same kind of procedure when someone walks in the door, always get up get out from behind the desk, come and greet them, shake their hand, introduce yourself, ask them, get their names, remember those names. If they try to get their bags, put the bags down, we'll deal with those. Let's, let's go for a walk, we'll take you around the hotel, show you the artwork, have a wee tour. That, that was the first kind of thing. When you walk in the door, they got the smell, they got the look of how it looked. Even down to our uniforms, we had them made by a New Zealand designer. People go, oh, I love your uniforms. You go, well, they're made in New Zealand from a local female designer. And just things like if we're trying to make every little thing was thought out and that we could do local New Zealand wherever possible. Mm. Um, They go up to the room, fire's on. It's all that, it's just ticking every sensory box when they walk in. And that, that's all that they want. They come in, that's what they pay for. They want that experience. Mm. So that's how we put everything in place for each guest. It was a sensory thing inside the hotel. We had beautiful food, beautiful wine, beautiful smells. Everything looked incredible in the hotel, the best fabrics. And then everything outside the hotel was a genuine, unique experience as well. Do you have some memories or some stories to share from where your customer really felt like they had that beyond five-star experience? There's so many. (laughs) Pretty hard to think of one but we would have snow days where we couldn't get anyone out of the hotel and no one could come into the hotel they were in private jets sitting at Queenstown airport waiting for these people but they couldn't fly anywhere and so we were, we were thinking all right we've got 10 rooms booked we've got 20 people in the hotel we've got to get our staff into work we only had the supplies that we had we couldn't get too many supplies it was such a big snow day we we're like what are we going to do for these people in the hotel their plans are cancelled so we had a we lit the fire we put on a big breakfast we had my sister Amelia she DJs vinyl so she brought her vinyl down she was had some vinyl we had Bloody Mary's for breakfast and we um, had games day so everyone got so into it and they had such an amazing everyone was screaming with laughter we had a big games afternoon until we could start moving people. It wasn't even a fancy experience. It was just we had some board games. We had big group days and activities and things. Everyone emailed us afterwards saying that was the best luck and snow day we've ever had. And we were so pleased that we got that extra day. And it's just so unique. <laughs> 
Let's talk a little bit about the change that you went through with Hotel Montreal for COVID. How did you come up to that, you know, solution that we need to change? The tourism market reduced significantly. Everyone was dropping room rate. We didn't want to drop the room rates hugely, but there was also a huge, the property market went boom throughout New Zealand. People are selling in Christchurch and haven't rebought. They have nowhere to go. Yeah. And they've, they've got a dog and they can't sign up. And they either go sign a minimum six to 12 months in these leases. And there weren't too many good rental properties around. So we decided we'll have a crack at that market. Generates a solid income for us. We know exactly what's coming in the door for 50% of our occupancy each month. And we can offer beautiful rooms, but with hotel services which is pretty unique. Yeah. And we just hit a market that was untouched. And that was pretty incredible. Now it's, we have to turn people away. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but the, so now the, the tourism market's coming back. Then we will then phase it back into short-term mm. back-to-hotel accommodation. Yeah. But for us, we had to change. We couldn't just sit here and reduce our rates and try and get people in the door. We wanted to keep the value of the business and sustain that reputation that we had and we wanted to look to our local market and how do we look after them and that's how we did it mm. do you have some recent example of when you did a big call out for a staff that really did something great for a customer or for the business i have a staff member at the moment and she runs all the operations here at the hotel and we had during covid we were really busy throughout post-covid months since we got in from August through till now but right, all these flowers just kept arriving into the lobby and I was like what's going on but every time one of our long-term tenants was checking out they just wanted to thank this person so much she just had all these flowers being delivered at all times <laughs> and she just goes beyond for these people And, and what was it that she did that was just that they loved so much? I guess it's quite a unique offering that we have. So you can bring your dog. You can live with your dog in our hotel. You can live here from three to 12 months or you can stay for one night. So every person who's in here is so different. But everyone who walks in, she has the same friendly smile. You walk in, you got a dog, she's there playing with it. She's ordered doggy bags, but they're at reception. So if anyone who's going out to walk the dog, they come and grab a doggy bag on their way out. And there's people moving in with kids. She's put little lunch boxes in the rooms. And you know, there's always thinking, what do these people need that they don't have? And just, it can be a simple thing, but it really makes a difference for people's lives. And she remembers them. That's yeah. the key. And if someone wants to create a better experience for the customer, what is one simple thing that they could start with today that will create a long-term difference? I think in the hotel industry, we get caught up in the pace of everything and all the things we've got to do in the day. One key advice would be stop and just take a minute to listen to ask these people how they're going. How's their day going? What are they doing? What are they doing while they're here? And just chat to them genuinely and, and just take it all in. And then think, okay, well, how can I better them? What can I do to impact their stay? And just one little thing to surprise them with is all it takes. But it's just stopping, slowing down, make it genuine and just find something unique about what that person might like. And that's how you create a different experience for each person. Amazing. That was all the questions that I had. Amazing. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you for listening to Frontline Medic Podcast, brought to you by Ask Nicely. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please give it a five-star rating. And remember to visit frontlinemedic.org and sign up to our community for free. Frontline Medic community is there to help you bring out the best in your frontline staff. You can access tools, frameworks, inspirational stories that will help you create a great customer experience at the frontline. Visit frontlinemedic.org to learn more.